You're tuned into Bible Snacks. Not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for on the go. What has ears but cannot hear? Um, corn? No. No. Um, what has ears but cannot hear? Me. A toddler. <laughs> <laughs> No. no. <laughs> a toddler. Kids. kids. They can't listen. They can't yeah, listen. listen. They have ears, but they just don't listen uh, yeah. most of the time. At least ours don't. Ours um, says, huh? Huh? What did you say? Yeah. So this ties into our episode somehow, some way. But it got me thinking about uh, a funny mishap that I had. So I always thought that a stalk of corn grew like a bunch of ears of corn. I yeah. just thought it's huge. Surely it produces a lot. Well, I planted corn this year in our garden and come to find out if you're lucky, you'll get about two ears per stalk. So it's one to two ears. One to two. One to two. So yeah. we have we have a meal pretty much. We're gonna have how many socks did dinner. you plant? Six. <laughs> so, so we'll get between six to maybe on a good day twelve. <laughs> wow. And that's it for the whole season, the whole harvest. <laughs> we can pray for more. <laughs> yeah. See how that works. Man, um, what a waste for one big stalk. You'd think, you know, there'd be like five or six or more on one stalk. Well, so I, actually, funny enough, I was talking to my mom and I thought, hey, you know what? I wonder how much corn she's going to get. Because her and my dad planted a ton of stuff yeah. in their garden. I'm like, woo, wee, they're going to have, you know, corn to freeze for the next 50 years. Well, now I get it. It made me realize, okay, that's not what I thought it was. That's not how I thought it was going to go. And, you know, funny enough, we do that sometimes too. And our search of scripture, you know, we think it means one thing, but does it really? Or is it just that we have the ears of a toddler and we're not really hearing what it's what saying. we thought it did. Yeah. yeah. So is that why farmers plant a whole field of corn then? Well, I'm not a farmer, so and you not, don't have to uh, ask the real deal. And not a patch of corn. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, it just happened with the, the message series that I, I just recently taught on and it all started because I was reading uh, in Matthew 24, um, right? Well, Matthew 24 that that's a loaded chapter in and of itself. It's all about the end of the world and what's going to happen, the signs at the time to look for. So anyways, I was reading and I've been looking for, you know, okay, we know that we're in the end days, the signs are are now more prevalent than they ever were before. And so my thought was, okay, what is it we should really be doing? You know, if we're in the end days, then what should we be doing? And that's what I was searching the scriptures to figure out. And I was looking at Matthew 24 because it's specifically talking about the end days. And it says, um, you know, like when you're in this time, starting at like verse 42, watch therefore, for ye know not what hour the Lord comes. And then it goes on to talk about being a watcher and someone who's, you know, looking um, for when he would return. And it says, therefore, be also ready for in such an hour as ye think, not the son of man comes. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he comes, shall find so doing. So what he's saying is, blessed is the Christian, who when Jesus returns, he finds them giving meat 
to people in due season. Right. And so not I corn. <laughs> not corn, meat. <laughs> I didn't prepare corn. <laughs> <laughs> it gets good, yeah. Um, meat. So he, it, you read that, and at first glance, you like it's easy to think. Okay, it clearly says right there, "Blessed is the servant that is giving meat to people mm-hmm. in the last days." Right. So what should we do? We should stock up on a whole bunch of meat. And, and be feeding everybody. <laughs> so then that way, when the Lord comes, he, what are we doing? We're feeding people. <laughs> you think there's a deeper meaning there, right? In fact, I asked you about it. I said, hey, hon, look at this. This is what it says. The scripture says, blessed is a servant that is giving meat in due season. What do you think? And, and you I say? said, well, I have a verse for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which verse? Which actually, I don't have that verse right now. You have it on I your screen it. Yeah, over I do. there. So. Um, so we talked about it and you were like, let's look into what meat means. Like there's got to be a deeper meaning to meat. Um, let's search other scriptures about meat and the same word and that's used here and everything. So we did that and ended up seeing uh, John 4, 4, uh, 434, where it's talking about the woman at the well uh, from Samaria, and Jesus is talking to her and about uh, water that you'll never thirst again if you right. drink. And the reason why Jesus was at the well alone is because the disciples had left and gone to Samaria to go buy meat mm-hmm. for Jesus. And when they return, um, the disciples wanted to, to give him food, and he says, I have meat that you do not know of. And they look at each other and like, what's going on? Did somebody bring him something to eat while we were gone? Right. Um, and Jesus says in, in John four thirty four, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Right. And using that verse, I ask you, do you think that he really meant my beef is to do <laughs> the will? No. Uh, what he means is... What you later found out, yeah, yeah. spiritual, my, my nourishment is right. to feed these people spiritually. And that's what the, the deeper meaning of that word meat is. It can yes. mean food, it can mean physical meat, but spiritually speaking, it, it means nourishment. Right. And so, in essence, he's saying, my, my nourishment, my, my food. Right. My nourishment is to do the will of him that sent me. So the the difference here is the focus on the spiritual versus the physical. Mm -hmm. So the disciples were focused on the physical. Hey, we need food. We need meat. We're going to go get some meat and bring it back. Um, While Jesus is focused on the spiritual. And the disciples, you see them struggling with this to even understand it. Like, wait, wait, wait. You don't need meat? And he's saying, no, no, no. My nourishment, my fulfillment Right. It is actually from doing the will of God. Right. And and that's key because if we look back to Matthew 24 and we ask ourselves, what is the scripture saying then? We, we see, blessed is the servant who is giving spiritual nourishment, spiritual meat yes. to those when, when he returns. Absolutely. And that's... <laughs> That gives a lot better picture, doesn't it, of it, what what should we be doing then? It does. And, you know, you and I were talking about just a parallel related to something else, but it kind of applies here too, where I said, you know, just imagine that you are at a buffet mm-hmm. and you're so hungry and you go and you fill up your plate, 
you walk through and, you know, if you're like me, you love carbs and all the unhealthy <laughs> stuff and, you know, you load it up, you get back to your table and you start eating and then you finish up and you're like, I am so stuffed and you walk out and as you're walking out, you know, you catch this whiff of something that just smells so amazing. You turn around and you realize, whoa, how'd I miss that? Yeah. And it's this juicy steak that they're, you know, I, hopefully y'all shrimp like on the barbie uh, something something that sounds really good yeah you got shrimp you've got steak you've got all this delicious food of substance that actually is going to be good for you that's yeah. actually fulfilling that you should have had but what do we do we we fill up on junk Lo- food loaded our plate I, up yeah, yeah with desserts I mean, that would be me i'll admit it yeah junk food so <laughs> when we fill ourselves up with so much of the physical side is there enough room for the spiritual nourishment because your plate's already full of all the junk right yeah well that's a great point i mean we well and that that again is kind of like getting your plate so filled up with the physical and then you know you have and and it's easy because you have our responsibilities you know jobs and kids and the house and everything that there's so many physical things to do that we lose sight of the spiritual. Well, and the flip side to that is too, when we're studying scripture, if you look at it with physical eyes to Mm -hmm. say, you know, feed meat in the end days, and you're looking at every scripture as just a physical, um, you often can miss the spiritual, the nourishment part of it of saying, no, there's, there's something deeper to every scripture. Well, furthermore, Jesus said, what feed my, Sheep, feed right. my sheep, and he, uh, feed my sheep. And so, do you think he literally meant go out and get a, a bucket of sheep food and start? Fe- <laughs> I don't know what sheep eat. Corn. <laughs> no, corn. I don't know. <laughs> and start feeding my sheep. I mean, if so, we'd start seeing a lot of churches around here with sheep ministries, right? right? And right. sheep fields and flocks and stuff. But no, we don't. We look at that and we go, "Hey, you know, he doesn't mean feed my sheep. He means." spiritually nourish my children and and people in this world we're trying to reach. Um, So likewise, what should we be doing in the end times, in the end days, as we see uh, all of these signs happening, we should be feeding people with spiritual nourishment, spiritual meat that lasts. Um, So then when we think of that, we think, okay, well then what is it that I can do? What, what can my role be in this giving of spiritual nourishment to people? Mm-hmm. And so I, I'd encourage everybody to really ask the Lord and pray and seek and ask, you know, what is it, what is my role in this? How can I help right. feed people? Um, you know, and I was thinking with you, the example you were talking about with the buffet, you know, you said the plate was filled up already mm-hmm. with other food that wasn't as satisfying or as fulfilling Mm -hmm. and it started to get me thinking about how we can even fill our plates with our plates like our time our schedules and everything with other things that that are not necessarily bad they're not of the world per se but you know bible studies or other ministries we're in and and uh church activities and stuff like good things Mm -hmm. that people say well that's not a bad thing um but our schedule is so filled with that, and you have to ask, is that the meat? Right. You know, is that, or is it junk food? 
so right. to speak. And it's like, it's not that it's, it's not that it's bad what you're doing, but is it the best use of our time? Right. Is it the protein that's going to build up? Right. Yeah. Because okay. yeah, protein satisfies, like you're saying with the meat. Yeah. No? Yeah. I say, yeah. <laughs> no. No. Si, senor. So next time you're at that buffet, maybe start with the meat. 